minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Bernd Stusslein, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Anthony, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm excited to talk. You have a, a wide array of experience from magazine covers to Krav Maga, track and field, working with the late Charles Poliquin and helping people, people, people <laughs> good start, to detoxify light and heavy metals and utilizing some pretty exciting and innovative technologies to do so. How did you get into the world of biohacking, free thinking, optimizing health and human performance? Well, uh, that's a good question I get asked all the time. And it's not that easy to answer it with just one question. So I think I've, I have always been what you would call in English some kind of troubleshooter. So I was always the one who did not what everything else did. And um, yeah, and from early age on, so from kindergarten age on, let's say three, something like that, I, I just didn't want to believe all those, let's call it narratives people told me about God or whatsoever. And maybe it is some innate um, whatsoever. I cannot name it. So there was no actual... Um, thing that happened or occurred where you can say, okay, due to that, I started questioning. But um, in the nutshell, it started with a financial industry. I started to question and then everything came up. But from a yeah, sporting background, I've always been into sports since the age of three. And so I, I, I don't know a life without sports. So Yeah, I, I grew up playing sports uh, all of my life. My mom got me into them when I was very young. I was actually quite bad at sports when I was like five, six years old. And then I just stuck with it long enough and, and had a lot of determination to the point that I started getting better just because I practiced more than the other kids, but not because I was particularly fast or explosive or athletic. Um, and, and I've sort of always had this mind where I like to try to, I liked, I liked testing new technologies and things that I thought might be able to like catch, like close the perceived gap mm. between me and the other kids. Um, even in college, I remember walking around with these things that I would strap to my shoes. I think they were called jump <laughs> soles. You'd strap them to your shoes and they would like uh, yeah. put all of the weight into the balls of your feet, you know, and I'd be doing like plyometrics and jump rope and different things. And, and people would look at me like, uh, like I was a lunatic you know um but I've, I've i've always had that type of mind as well we're like what can i do to catch me up to these other kids who are better than i am were you an athletically gifted kid or did you have to work pretty hard at it well um depends on the sports i've been doing as a kid over a decade gym, gymnastics so mm -hmm. i was pretty good at that and i did some track and field and i didn't like that so much because i've always hated doing cardio yeah. so um i'm more of a phosphagen driven um yeah organism let's call it that i always tell people i have a lot of power and strength but my tank is very uh, small. So I'm not, I, I'm, when I'm lifting weights, for example, I, I, I don't go for heavy, uh, um, great volume, let's say 15, mm -hmm. 25 or something that I stick to. I think I enjoy 
everything between one and let's say eight reps or so. Right. So maybe I have a genetic disposition more to type two muscle fibers. So this mm -hmm. is why I entered the world into bodybuilding. So I'm not, I'm, I would not consider me a bodybuilder anymore um, because if not, I don't carry that much uh, muscle mass anymore. Um, I was pretty good at that. So uh, in terms of that, it was easy for me to gain muscle mass. And yeah, so maybe, who knows? And um, the sports I did or do uh, was good, but I think it is you choose things you have a kind of yeah positional predisposition to. So I think this is the kind of works where you will never find a power lifter uh, doing a marathon. Okay, maybe there is one just because they're curious, but they will never enjoy it and vice versa. Right. So when you were doing bodybuilding with a uh with, with a proclivity towards you mentioned like your your phosphagen system so we're talking about like the energy systems you got like your aerobic anaerobic and then like your creatine phosphate system you're more of like a strength and power guy did you find it difficult to lean out uh and maintain low body fat with how much you hated cardio Yes, correct. But I'm the type of guy, you must know, I don't care about that because when I have a goal, I do it. So if I would find out that someone says, hey, you got to eat old use tires because they're super healthy and they give you a 25 inch arm, I would eat them. So um, that's my approach. So I I re don't really care. So I hated cardio, but I, I, I knew that I was mandatory to do it, to lean out, and I just did it. So um, I don't I, see I, the same. Yeah. You I, I respect that mentality. I've, I've sort of been the same way for most of my life. And when I think back to like, where did that come from? I don't, I'm not sure. I may have always had it. I've always been a little bit of, uh, I mean this in the best sense of the word, like a little bit of a psycho. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to try to achieve the intended outcome. Do you, was this something that you had to train in yourself? Is it, is it the way that you were born? Did you have siblings that pushed you? How did you get that? Like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes mentality. Well, I was hmm, hard to answer. So, but I always tell people I'm not someone who you people should orient to be in terms of that because I am willing and I know that it takes that you have to sacrifice things for that so for let's take this an example will you lose friends for sure probably will they accept what you do no matter what it is probably not but you can you ultimately have to come to a point in your life where you must realize that you cannot live for someone else so if you you never split the difference that's the same you cannot if you if you move towards someone else and if you don't learn to say if you say yes to everything you have not learned to say no and this is really important because then if you say yes to someone else you ultimately say no to yourself so and then after after years or decades, you say, well, it was really good that I went to this party and did not do my cardio for the show I was preparing for something like that. So it could be just to name an example. So you must think in priorities. What's your priority? Mm -hmm. So do you want to sit on the couch being a couch potato? Doesn't make you a bad person, but 
you cannot sit on the couch and say, well, I could have those abs <clears throat> if I would work out. No, that's why you're sitting on the couch and not being in the gym and working your ass off. So um, sorry for the language, but it, I don't think there's such thing as a discipline as Charles said, it's a myth. You, you have priorities and you must say what is more important, false friends, false relationships and whatsoever. I think people who love you, like you, they will stick to you. They will like you, although they know how you are. And if not, you, it is, so what? So you gotta have to leave them behind and you ultimately have to sacrifice something when you're heading to a goal so no matter what it is so you you've just sort of applied the common sense that we all have a limited amount of time 24 hours in a day you take out the amount of time that we need to sleep which is for some people more if you're training hard and the fact that like yeah if you want to make an omelet you've got to crack a few eggs and then <laughs> you mentioned uh charles polquin who uh, was a mentor of yours and and he believed that discipline was a myth can you expand on that a little bit yeah, that's in a nutshell, that's what I just um, said. He said, um, you ultimately have to decide what you want. And he said, life gives to the giver and takes from the taker. And so you, in terms of uh, karma, let's say it, subsumize it as karma, you must decide what you get, what you give. If you, maybe you are talented and gifted, but if someone works really hard, he will always outwork you unless you're talented gifted and work hard so this is mm -hmm. the yeah the joker and yeah i mean it is it's it's a simple way of approaching things i mean you just have to figure out what you want do you want to hang out with your friends get drunk booze around whore around whatsoever i mean it is important to have fun in life sure but as Arnold said, uh, Schwarzenegger, someone at the same time is working hard and it's probably not you because you're sitting on the couch. And then when you sit on the couch, okay, stick to it and say, hey, I'm more of a uh, couch potato. I, I, I have this, uh, how do you call this? The, the dead body, not D-A-D, -D yeah, -D -D, like, like, like a father like body. <laughs> Correct. So this is the new uh, stuff, how you want to look like. Hey, doesn't make you a bad person. You can look as you want, but don't say in Germany. It's so in Germany, uh, people are when they're fat, they're sitting on the couch and they're watching soccer, where people earn I don't know, fifty million euros a year for kicking a ball around, and they say, well, come on, run, do something for your money, and so on. I say, hey, there's a reason why you are not on the field running behind or in front of this ball. Yeah, and you're sitting on the couch. So there's a reason for that. Um, yeah. So it's all about your mindset. Mm -hmm. Do you have a growth mindset or do you have a fixed mindset? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's. I want to dig into mindset a little bit more because everything that's been taking place in the world for the past, let's call it six, seven months, has it, it, it's shown me that uh, I was giving many people more credit than they deserved. I thought a lot, of, a lot of men, especially, were more mentally tough than they are, 
And uh, this is, is, it's just shown me how many people are not ex- exercising critical thinking abilities, common sense. I feel like common sense has become uncommon. And um, is, is this something that you're experiencing in your part of the world as well? Or is this just a, a, an issue that an epidemic that we're facing in the United States? Well, to use the correct term they they use is in pandemic. So there's a difference between an epidemic and a pandemic. But I have no and the, problem. The epidemic that I was referring to was uh, the lack of masculinity, yeah, yeah, critical yeah. thinking skills, I, not, I get it. not I get the it. virus. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, but I, I just wanted to add. So I I don't have a problem calling it a pandemic. Ah, so, I agree. And um, the thing is. I absolutely agree. And the thing is, Anthony, with all that stuff that's going on, the problem is we have we are living in a world right now that has come to a point where nobody, so everybody is offended of everything. So, mm-hmm. and a couple of years ago, there was a thing called joke. So we made <laughs> jokes to the listeners who don't remember what a joke was. So we, we said funny things about people. So, but it had about everyone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't depend what race, what color, what gender whatsoever. And I recently uh, look, I, I will answer your questions though, but I have to um, circle around this topic. I saw a meme that said, Nowadays, genders is like the Twin Towers. They used to be both. Now there's only one and it's delicate to talk about it. And so that's pretty much the the thing we live in. So we have all that stuff that's going on and everybody is a winner. Everybody is a champ. So everybody gets a trophy for just participating in championships. And uh, here in Germany, for example, when kids play a game like soccer, they don't count the goals and stuff like that. You're a hero. You're great. You get super grades for doing shitty stuff. And I think that's where it all started because you cannot say, okay, I don't judge you as a person. I just judge what you did in a certain sport or in a economics or whatsoever. And now people have conditioned their self to just believe everything they're told. So there's a narrative in the mainstream media, or of course, at the alternative media's too because lots of them are paid um, opposition in my point mm-hmm. so um and that's the point people are so so afraid of saying something that could offend someone that they rather stick to the official narrative and not to get any trouble because maybe they are shop owner or they have a web presence or whatsoever. They get lawsuits, they get sued, they get whatsoever. And they're afraid of that. And that's ultimately, I think the goal, because if someone is in a state of fear, he is, he, you're in a parasympathetic state and then you can be controlled much more easily because you're you're um, into this fight or flight um, mode. And that's why you say, I shit my pants due to fear. Yeah, because you're not thinking, you're just trying to fight or to run away. All the blood is rushing into your muscles to fight, to defend yourself or to um, move away. Mm-hmm. So, and... It, it is the combination of a lot of things. Um, 
I don't know if this answered your question, but it's it so it, it, it's it, so it, wide it topic, and it, it cannot be everything is intertwined, and we have we can dig in all those things, so people get a bigger picture to start questioning what they see. And Anthony, I think I grew up. I think I, I was born in '86, so I'm probably the last generation that grew up without an internet. I mean, there was internet, but it was super expensive and there was nothing to do on the internet because it took 10 minutes to load a page. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy for that because people are so, they are, how is that saying? They are overused but underinformed. Mm -hmm. That means they are bombarded in visually um uh with with it's, sound it's and, on the yeah. television it's in social media we're stimulated we've got it coming at us through our devices through other people that have that have gotten it from their devices and 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 it, it's it's just uh relentless and I, I think what you brought up some great points there which is um and it's important for people to recognize this there's there's only a few people that control a lot of the media. And, you know, if, if, if you wanted to research this, it's, it's pretty easy to do so, especially using less censored search engines like Dissenter, DuckDuckGo, et cetera. You're not going to get yeah. as, as accurate of information from Google. But what we have going on is this, um, it, it's, it's an intent to keep people in a state of fear so that their critical thinking ability is compromised. And um, if everyone is uh, hypersensitive and easily offended, and 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 it, it kind of becomes like people start policing themselves and yeah. what gets compromised is truth you know if 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 you're listening to this and you are not clear in what you believe to be true that doesn't mean you need to be right but you want to know what do you stand for what are you against what are you willing to die for what is your truth do you speak your truth or do you cuck because you're afraid you might piss someone off do you wear a mask because you're afraid you might make someone uncomfortable when you know it's bullshit that is a problem and that is what keeps us trapped in this current evolution and if we want to step forward we need to start speaking our truth we need to get clear on what we believe and we need to stop being so damn concerned about pissing people off Yes, I agree a hundred percent. I think uh, it was Mark Twain, by the uh, by the way, whose actual name is Samuel Clemens, um, who said people rather believe a lie or stick to a lie than they uh, believe that someone lied to them. And so I, I, this is a pretty good, uh, um, yeah, explanation to what's going on um, today, and it is. It is it is the climax what we're seeing right now. I don't, I cannot still see already see where it's heading, but it all started way before. And the problem is that, as you said, let's think of that. When you when you live in a democracy, you should have the right for freedom of speech. And freedom of speech for me means. When I go to the marketplace and say, okay, my, I think the earth is flat or whatsoever, uh, and someone said, hey, this is total bullshit, uh, I, I still would have the right to say that without fearing 
um, jurisdictional uh, issues that I said you are put to jail or you have to pay um, some fines or whatsoever. So, but this is not what's happening, um, especially in Germany. I think, or on the in the whole world. I think that to make it clear and to name it, I think we are absolutely heading towards a fascistic dystopia. I agree. And for those of you listening who may have heard the term flat earth and just gone, oh, come on. Now, I, I, I don't believe I just earth... popped out something. So. Right, right. So I'm going to say this um, just because we went there. If you think about the fact that uh, or, or the common uh, the common narrative that the earth is a spinning ball in space. Right. Um, it. it it doesn't really make sense, especially when you look at like, so if, if you were to look at the narrative that is perpetrated, if you were to Google search, how much does uh, the curvature of the earth take place over a mile? It's roughly like eight inches or eight inches per mile squared or something like that. So over something like a thousand miles, um, you guys can do the math on your calculators, but um, it would be a very, very substantial drop. Well, if you look at the Great Lakes and the uh, the elevation that takes place over the Great Lakes, it's almost... <laughs> it's, it's almost exactly the yeah. same for a thousand miles. That would not be physically possible if the earth was a spinning globe in space. Then you also right. take into account, all right, well, what about how, how, if the earth is spinning as fast as they say it is, how do, what is, is the air, how does the air maintain? Is, is it friction? It doesn't does, make any sense, guys. Just think about it. Like it's how does the water? How does the water stick to a ball? I mean, I, ju- I didn't want to, uh, I mean, yeah, this let's is go there. I, Why not? You okay, mentioned so, it. So we might yeah, as well go uh, there. Let's open up I, our I'm, minds a little bit. Let's okay, dig. cool. So, um, <laughs> I just, you, I, I use those, um, examples to make a point because, uh, mm. people will, f- I hopefully think about it. And before we dig into this, um, I want to say this is exactly what happens because people have been indoctrinated over mm. hundreds of years of some kind of narrative. For example, you, you mentioned that. So they, they, they believe a narrative. You can tell them, yeah, 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 this is the earth is this, and you have satellites everywhere, and we went to the moon. Yeah, and in 69, what? And you called the moon from a landline? Ha, ha, ha. So, uh, okay, but I'm just, may, I'm just, but the thing is, you have to ask questions. With the with the flat of the thing is you can ask. So why are the f- and and I want to I want to jump in here for one sec. Please continue in a sec. But I don't even like using the term flat Earth because yeah, I don't correct. think it's flat either. And I think I think a lot of the people pushing these narratives want to create this binary. They want to create yeah. like the people who think it's a globe and then flat Earthers. I don't think it's a flat Earth, and I and I know it's not a spinning ball in space. I think it's like a realm, you know. And I, I'm not saying I know what it is, but it certainly is not a ball spinning through space and that's a very important point and that's it anthony you you and i probably don't know what it is mm-hmm. but we see the narrative and we say okay i just when i open the window i can see things and those things do not correlate with lots of official narratives i'm told so okay i can believe what I see or can believe the shit someone's telling me. So, um, and as you said, so it's basic physics. So first of all, how can a space shuttle fly in a, in a, in a, um, um, what's it called in English? Uh, um, when you don't have air, 
There is vacuum. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the same. Okay, uh, in a vacuum. So, how does the engine start if there no is no oxygen to mm-hmm. to start? Yeah. So, and all those things. And in school, I've learned that a vacuum cannot exist. Yeah. If you don't have a special layer. So, for example, I have a vacuum mixer that mixes in a vacuum. So, when you have a a rubber lid around it to um, create a a yeah, a layer outside and inside so the air can be pumped out. So it is impossible that you just say, okay, it's less and less oxygen. And then uh, on this uh, mystical um, yeah, threshold, you have uh, no air. So how does it work? And where are all those satellites? And I mean, I agree, it's probably not a spinning ball in, in some thing they call the universe maybe it's flat maybe it's an inner earth it's a cell earth i don't know but i just uh, i don't can stick to this ridiculous childish um (laughs) thing but think of that what is one of the first things a child learns about the solar system Mm-hmm. It's one. It's on the when you buy an iPhone. It's on the uh, the first uh, on the screensaver. It is mm-hmm. the the spinning ball. It's the narrative you get all the time. It's and on, then it's, you, it's Universal Studios. It's at the beginning of so many movies. Correct. And then you see those people flying in a in, in a space station where you see cables sticking out everywhere. Ever <laughs> bought, did you have you ever bought a car? Every engineer who would deliver something like that is i mean they they would slap that around your face a cable here a cable there you can stumble over every you can choke yourself i mean and that in a spinning station that's going with 300,000 miles an hour yeah and uh, yeah, i mean I imagine mean, imagine like what it would be like for for snipers and sharpshooters if if the earth was spinning be like all right so how do we how do we correct and, and then and then you say well no no it's because it's it's because uh you know there's uh the ozone and 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 you know the vacuum is outside okay so the air the air is all spinning with us because of how you know um there's a pretty interesting i was going to post it and i didn't I, I i created it and i just didn't want to deal with a whole bunch of karens but like um yeah. if you were to look at like the great lakes system profile right and just think about this guys i'm going to say it again the Earth is not literally flat. I, I think that there's something to that where they want to kind of make people look crazy and 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 put people in like uh, you know you believe it's a spinning ball or you believe it's flat. It's not. But if you think about this, if large bodies of water are parallel to the same datum line over thousands of miles, it's not a globe. You know, it's it's a, it's a realm. It's a relatively level plane. And like, if if it truly was changing at you know eight inches per mile over a thousand miles, it would be hundreds of feet that we're talking about. And uh, these the 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 Great Lakes from um, from Niagara Falls to Lake Erie to Lake Michigan to Lake Huron to Lake Superior, they're all relatively at the same datum line. So I'm just, we're just giving people a little nugget that they could run with if they want. They don't have to believe us, but we're encouraging free, true free thinking here, not uh, the use of the words without the actual act. Correct. And not being a parrot and just repeating stuff you heard, use your brain if you have still some brain cells left. So people say, just, just to add one thing is when the if the earth would flat i could see to china no you cannot even uh see the end of a hallway this is called perspective so and if you buy a 
2,000-fold magnifying telescope or whatever, you can still see this shit. Yeah, and just wanted to add that. So, but this is with everything. So people tell you a narrative, then say, oh, there's something like climate change. First of all, what is a climate? Yeah, that's another one. There is weather and there's, I'm just pulling out some stuff. So when you say, it's so dangerous in in Germany now, they prohibit to drive a diesel. So, and they say, no, it's killing. Have you ever been on a highway? There's, fuck, they they are spraying salt in the winter and there are cars running over it and there's grass growing on it everywhere i mean you're trying to kill those plants if this would be so dangerous there would be no plants in a in a let's say five five meters i don't know what is in foot so left and right from the highway so but there's uh the 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 uh, the plants are growing uh, like like weed like like nothing. So I mean, mm-hmm. start thinking, people. I, I don't say the earth is this and this is that. So I just say use your own brain, decalcify yes. your pineal gland. So yes. um, don't drink that fucking and eat this fucking florid shit. So, uh, and I, I think this is probably more an issue if in the U.S. where you have. Uh, at least I was told fluoride in the in yeah. the tap yeah, water. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, and, but it's, we have we have it. It's in good the, for our teeth. Yeah, okay, <laughs> of course, because it makes them hard. So, and uh, it's another narrative, and uh, nobody tells you that it was uh, clarified as a uh, uh, fighting um, um, toxin uh, from the. Um, from CA up into uh, the 1970s, something mm-hmm. that was declared. And so now it is good for your teeth. Sure. <laughs> the dosage makes the poison. So right. uh, and this is another one. And so um, I'm, I'm coming up with this, not just to pull out some random stuff, but to, to, to make a point. So you cannot question things if you're physically, spiritually, and mentally not able to do that. So, you Amen. must you must reach that point. What's up, guys? Anthony DiClemente here, and this message is brought to you by Buy Optimizers. So a few years ago, I was in a frustrating situation. After just about every meal, I would experience gas, bloating, stomach distension, constipation, even diarrhea. And this three-month gut reset protocol completely changed the game. I'd tried a ton of things. Nothing had really worked that well until I did this. So what I did was I combined masszymes, Bioptimizer's enzyme formulation that helps to break down protein and increase your own immune system's effectiveness with their probiotic at a specific dosage of 10 capsules of masszymes with five capsules of the P3OM probiotic taken in the morning on an empty stomach and then at night on an empty stomach. And right away, I started seeing some positive improvements. Then I added another six capsules of the masszymes and three capsules of the P3OM probiotic before each meal. And a few months of that, specifically three months, nine bottles worth, my gut was almost completely fixed. Throwing a little bit of gasoline on the fire, I made sure to fast for 14 to 16 hours between dinner and my first meal the next day to increase autophagy, upregulate the immune system, and help clear out some of the other viruses, bacteria, even parasites that can inhabit our, our gut. And that 
made a massive difference for me. And if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, it will probably make a massive difference for you. So if you guys want to check out that gut reset protocol, it requires nine bottles of the Masszymes, nine bottles of the P3OM, and you can get it at buyoptimizers.com forward slash biohacks. We've got all the discount codes already applied and put together a nice, a, a nice way for you guys to save on the package when you go there. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M. I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. And you'll see the three-month gut reset protocol that includes nine bottles of Masszymes and nine bottles of P3OM. Take it as recommended and you will see a huge improvement in your gut health. Check it out. This whole biohacking space, it, it not only requires uh, a clean vessel, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, alignment of that vessel. It, it requires all of those things combined with a willingness to seek truth. And many of the things that we've been, we've been led to believe are, you know, conspiracy theories. Um, some of them are ridiculous, right? But then some of them uh, deserve a little bit more inspection rather than just dismissing them because we've been told the same thing, even if it is complete nonsense since we were a child, you know? So let, let's kind of take this a little bit into how people can do some of these things, right? How, do, how does someone go about starting to decalcify their pineal gland? We, drinking clean water. We can start there, right? Getting yourself a, a reverse osmosis water filter, like an Aqua True or, you know, you know, Berkey's are all right. Um, and, and, or at least not putting, uh, not putting fluoride in your body, you know, no neurotoxin, um, burned. What are some of the other things that people who want to truly see as I tap my forehead, referring to our first eye, what are some things that people who truly want to see can do to decalcify their pineal gland and start to, um, have this, uh, this, this pursuit of truth in their health and performance. Mm -hmm. So, well, when I get asked that question, I say, okay, let's stick to physical stuff because when people are not up to this uh, spiritual things, they have a hard times to deal with that. So, but we can think of it as a just school medicine stuff. So the pineal gland is a gland in your brain and it is besides that spiritual thing, it is, it has the structure of an eye. So from a biological point of view, it is it is a rudimentary eye. So it, it has no cones and um, um, what's in English cone and the others where you can use Retina? for uh, no no in your in your eye you have cones and you have those the ones you use for um, color vision and the the others of black and white. So it doesn't matter. So um, rods cones and rods. So mm, yeah. and. So it's not it's not that if, uh, developed like your physical eyes, but mm -hmm. it is used for your circadian rhythm. So that means if your um, pineal gland is calcified, that means it has accumulated a lot of calcium, like like you have in your other joints, for example, due to excessive um, metabolic. Um, yeah, um, accumulation, calcium and stuff like that, that just gets accumulated because you have wear and tear when you're human and you're moving around. So uh, your circadian rhythm might be disrupted. So if the um, pineal gland is 
not it is malfunctioning you have hard times maybe falling asleep you're not producing enough melatonin which is a hormone that is um secreted to let you fall asleep so um then you have if if and all those hormones by the way are not to be you cannot look at them through a straw you must see the bigger picture if you have too much of a one thing you have too less of another thing it's like an orchestra so to play uh play it must be perfect so then maybe if you don't have enough Uh, melatonin you might have too much cortisol in the morning when you wake up and so on and so on so this is a bit of in in a nutshell to, to have an approach from a physical point of view so then what i would do is quit um consuming fluoride so fluoride in the in the tap water as you said and in the toothbrush this is these are the two uh, biggest um Yeah, toothpaste. Yeah, correct. So, and by the way, uh, children's toothpaste, it's labeled that children should not swallow it. So it is okay to brush your teeth, but it should not swallow it. So, and people say, oh, yeah, it's, it's just a dose. Yeah, but if you brush your teeth over decades with a little bit. No, it makes toxin- it, 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 it makes a big difference. It, guys, yeah. like um, I have here, for example, I have a, a box of uh, Troscriptions, blue canatine Troscriptions. This is a triosh. Um, which is a lozenge that contains a tiny bit of nicotine, CBD, caffeine, mm-hmm. and um, it's used and uh, and methylene blue, mm-hmm. and it's used as a nootropic for cognitive enhancement. Right. So yeah. if I have a lot of work to do or a, I'm giving a, a speech, I'll take one of those, and um, and I find that I have better cognitive performance. My brain works better. Well, you hold this in your mouth in between your gums and your cheek, um, or you put it under your tongue because that gets it right into the bloodstream. You don't even Correct. swallow it. It works better if you just hold it in your mouth and let it absorb directly into your bloodstream. When you're using toothpaste with fluoride, that is exactly what's happening. It, it absorbs better if you don't swallow it. So they'll tell you not to swallow it, but make no mistake, if you have toothpaste with fluoride in it, it's going into your blood and probably into your pineal gland. Correct. So it is the pineal gland. I don't know why. I cannot explain you why, but the uh, calcium will accumulate, especially in your pineal gland. So, yeah. And then it is ultimately what I call uh, lifestyle choices. So, Uh, you got to pay attention what you put in there and what's coming out of there in terms of how you speak. So, so you um, point it to your mouth, what you put in there, meaning like the food you eat, the things you drink, etc., and then what comes out of there, how you speak, the words, your beliefs, the, uh, the things that you speak into existence and the frequencies of those words and how that impacts us internally. Correct. And that's that's great, as you said, frequency, because everything is a frequency and has vibration. And that le- leads us to the next point, which is which are electrolytes. So for so what is an electrolyte? So electrolyte, electro means uh, that it is electrical and the suffix uh, light means comes from Latin lucis, which means to dissolve. So it is actually means that something electrical is 
solved in you. So we are actually walking water um, yeah, piles. Mm -hmm. and But water alone does no, the current does not flow in water alone. So you need electrolytes. So distilled water, for example, it does not... Um, able current to flow mm -hmm. so and it, this is why we need to remineralize reverse osmosis and distilled water if you're correct. drinking that you can find yourself deficient in these electrolytes and, and trace elements and you might die you can yeah. you can do the calculation uh, uh depending on your body weight how much distilled water you can drink before dying because what happens is you're flushing out your electrolytes and it now you can say okay the, i i drink a gatorade or something and no it's it's not working that way because to make a long story short and make it very simple very very simple you have a cell and the cell has a intracellular milieu and there's so there's fluid and electrolytes within a cell and you have fluid in the extracellular milieu, which is outside of the cell. And so the most prominent example is this, um, in English it's called uh, potassium. Yeah, potassium and, uh, uh, um, and uh, what is it, salt? The so sodium potassium pump. Sodium, okay, sodium potassium yeah, pump. So this is the most uh, uh, prominent example. So you have ion channels and something to make it very simple is pumped out and something is going in. So, and you need that for everything, for your, from, from thinking to blinking. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have enough of those electrolytes, everything will this will be disrupted. So maybe you're eating calories. So mm -hmm. you're you're drinking your super gulp, and you're literally drinking thousands of calories just by drinking sugar, sugary beverages. Oh, and you're eating your hamburgers and stuff like that. So, but from a chemical point, this is all carbon. So um, it doesn't matter if it's protein, carbohydrates, or fat. So it's a carbon structure, basically. And you're eating and you're getting energy in terms of calories, but it's not electrolytes. And the, the interesting thing is if you burn a human body, everything that will be left beside from ashes is minerals. So and you can compress them and make a, a diamond out of them, for example. So some people do that. Um, you probably have heard of that. So it's actually the minerals, uh, the minerals and electrolytes that are left when you burn. So think of that. Every, every um, chemical reaction in the body needs, for example, zinc. So that means when you're deficient in zinc, you're probably deficient in everything else too. So um, it is not about eating, getting your macronutrients uh, in. You have to think of those micronutrients because if you're deficient, your, um, for example, neuromuscular control does not work anymore. So you mm -hmm. cannot grab or you cannot think and you're more prone to diseases like Alzheimer's and the... Um, other stuff like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. Parkinson, correct. Yeah, what um, Michael J. Fox suffers from. Yeah, yeah my correct. dad. My dad was diagnosed in 2015. Yeah, this is a big issue, and it is getting worse and worse. Autism mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, is maybe connected to that and uh, to the lack of um, electrolytes. Oh. Uh, not electrolytes, um, um, amino acids. Yeah. Mm. So this is another great part. So the thing is, do you have these essential electrol uh, amino acids and or um, whatsoever? So the thing is, and this ultimately comes back to what we have been talking before: is it is 
it's as long as someone has enough food, yeah, he he will not go on the streets and ride and revolt because he's mentally and physically fed up. So he's not hungry. He doesn't. So think of that. If you have problems, if you don't know if you have something to eat tomorrow, and you see what's going in the in the on in the world, you might think, okay, maybe it's time for a revolution, yeah, and something like that. So, but if you have your burgers, if you have your cars, if you cannot afford, but you lease them, and and, and you uh, do you call it leasing in, in English too? So yeah, well, yeah. okay. So and um, so that's what's what happened. What's happening? It, as I said, everything is intertwined. People drive cars, live in houses they cannot afford. They eat food all day long. So they say, hey, what's wrong? It's cool. I have a job. I have my pickup truck and I have food all day long. But it's, it's not quality food. It's not a quality life. And it's, it, is, it is, by all means, look at the, I mean, everybody can do what he or she wants, but uh, look at the, the men. They are not men anymore. They look like women. The women look like men. And so think of uh, reproduction terms, for example. The fertility of men is dropping. Uh, it, it is, I mean, this is insane. So if, mm -hmm. if, if this story continues in the next 20 years, there won't be any more humans, but maybe maybe this is the goal. I don't know. I I don't nothing about the Georgina Guidestones. So um, uh, um so you, you yeah, see no, everything. Georgia, Georgia Georgia Guidestones for those of you guys that that are interested yeah. in that. And and you know I'm not sure how much truth there is to those. It, it, even know. if even if they were completely made up, it's great marketing. You know, sure. if, if, if you were the type of person who wanted to decrease the world population and uh, you wanted a whole bunch of free marketing, you could spend some money putting up some giant stones to get people, you know, give them some fear porn so that they're all running around talking about the narrative that you want to create. And they're doing the law of attraction work for you, you know, um, and, and, you know, I, I don't know if anyone really knows at this point, but that another thing that you brought up that's pretty important is like when we are fed, um, we, uh, we tend to be content, you know, with, with the status quo, as long as we've got in this case, like with Corona, as long as we have the money coming in from the government and there's food in the grocery stores for a lot of people living in big city centers, everything is fine. Well, if, if we don't know and learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. When you look at the genocides that have taken place throughout human history, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, the majority of them were not from shuttling people into concentration camps. Like, yes, that happened. I get it. Right. Um, but the majority of genocides, when you look at strictly numbers, it was starvation. It was that they didn't have food famine, and that's, yeah. and it was famine. So yeah. if you want to truly be protected and have sovereignty over uh, your body, your freedom, you need to control your food supply. And if you, if, if you only get your food from the, you know, the local grocery store or you order it online, guess what? You don't have that control and you are susceptible to any of the BS that could come down the line. You know, this is part of the reason that I just got a homestead and I'm going to be growing my food and I'm going to have some animals, right? Um, I see you kind of nodding. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, correct. And this is something that has been working for over for thousands of years. And the, the Romans called it panem et circensis, which is Latin and means bread and games. So that you keep the uh, 
how from their perspective the slaves the low level uh, life scum yeah um entertained yeah mm -hmm. and you you feed them cheap food so and um metaphorically the bread is good because bread is cheap to make and it does not deliver a lot of nutrients so mm -hmm. and As you said, this is a very important point, and this is what everybody should do to be to regain their own sovereignty. So, because we are living in the world where you are, you cannot, or at least you're told that every that you. How can I share that in the? Um, You have to see an expert for everything. You cannot do your taxes alone. You have to see a tax consultant. You have to see a lawyer. You have to go to a doctor. You have to, you even cannot repair your car because it's so complicated just to, to, to turn one switch. You have to disassemble the whole car. So, and uh, you are told that you are nothing. You are just an, uh, a little piece of nothing floating to uh, Uh, expanding universe so to show you that you are nothing but when you realize that i mean i don't want to go into this god stuff because you can yeah yeah you know you never know who who's hurt it with god stuff I'm, but I, when, i i i believe in god i believe in a higher power and uh for sure. i'm i'm fine but with that i'm not i don't push it on maybe anybody, maybe maybe when you i just wanted to say maybe when you realize that let's say at least some part of the divine lives within you and you mm -hmm. are a, a, a fraction of this divine. Mm -hmm. um, let's put it this way. And what will happen, you will say, hey, maybe I'm not that worthless and maybe uh, it's not about which, uh, what car I drive or so because I am, I am. So, mm -hmm. and um, you stop maybe... Uh, I come to the point where just uh, maybe you 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 stop judging other people or maybe you stop judging yourself because you say, hey, I'm doing the best job I can because Anthony cannot be banned and I cannot be you. So I cannot judge you as a human being because how could I? Uh, there's no, uh, there's only one you and only one me. So mm -hmm. we come back from this judging and, and, and start more of... Uh, saying, hey, if I judge you, maybe it's just mirroring some unconscious things I'm dealing with myself. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, to come back to this question of sovereignty is that I, I think it's a really good thing you're doing because you are, um, let's say, when shit hits the fan, you mm -hmm. can be autark. You have uh, food, you have something Water. to drink and so you don't have you can stay at home and uh, reflect and say okay what's going on now what are the next step you can you don't have to uh yeah smash someone's head with a rock uh, because uh, of a can of dog chow or something like that yeah because you don't have something to eat at home but you're not told stuff like that in school you don't know which trees, which mushrooms you can eat, which trees you can use, which, uh, and how to, I mean, how to raise and slaughter an animal. So, mm -hmm. and um, stuff like that, basic stuff, which plants do exist and uh, exist and um, stuff, everything should learn. I mean, you learn something about the solar system and planets. Okay, 
let's say there is something like a planet. So what is the chance that you will, are, will ever put a foot on Pluto? Yeah. Uh, but how are the chances that you, you are you are hiking through the forest and you see some mushrooms? Hey, I I, I would not eat the mushroom because I don't know if I, if I can eat it or I can't eat it. So it's basic knowledge we're not told in school. We're told all bunch of stuff what kind of uh, animals lived in the Mesozoicum or Precambrium or whatsoever. So what can I do with that? Nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So most people don't even know how to start a fire. And in as I I don't know if it's true, I've heard that in some states of US it's illegal to collect rainwater. So it, yes. it, it is made but, it but is we're made, free. Uh, yeah, the, land, the, the land of the, land the free, of the, the free, home yeah. of the brave, but you can collect <laughs> rainwater. <laughs> yeah, so and that's that leads us to the to the government thing. I mean, uh, when when people say no, if you break a law, you broke a law. I mean, if the law is stupid, I mean, uh, it is a difference if you're a child rapist or child trafficker, or if, you, or if you're collecting rainwater. Yeah, so there's a big difference for me, and. So think of that. Uh, biohacking is is a linguistic thing too. So people speak, should speak a little bit to that word too. After so after you finish the sentence that I cut off, my apologies. Um, but you yeah, mentioned no you mentioned the 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 etiology of the word government. Maybe you could right. fill our listeners in on that. That was before we started recording. So um, when you think of the English language, what it is, it's basically a simplified version of Latin. So. Um, and you can see this in everyday's words. For example, the term government. What is government? It consists of a pre and a suffix. So uh, to govern in Latin means to control. And the suffix uh, meant in government, it derives from Latin mentis, which means a mind. So actually, or literally, the term government means control of the mind or let's say you subscribe something then you subscribe you write under something or if someone says you did you understand yes and you say yes then from an energetic point you stay under him because you understand you don't comprehend you understand. Mm -hmm. So it's a difference between comprehension and understanding, for example. And mm -hmm. so um, just two examples. And oh, for example, oh, this is a good one. So uh, like think of Hollywood. What is Hollywood? Hollywood is the holy wood. That's why they call it the dream factory, because you have this, um, how do you call it? The, the rod, the magic rod. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, the, the magic wand, wand. like, like a, like a magician's wand. Oh yeah, wand. correct. Yeah. Correct. A wand. Yeah. So it's a holy wood. And we all know that is some weird stuff going on in those circles. And mm -hmm. yeah, so it's, it is, it is hiding in plain sight. So, mm -hmm. but if you're not, as I said, if you don't have this information, you cannot do anything with it. And what is information? Information puts you in a formation. So you you get some thing that we call information that could be good or bad, but it it puts you in a formation how you see the world and you cannot see the world how it is. You can just see the world how you are at a certain point of your life. And I think it was Muhammad Ali who said, when you see the world with, with 50 
the same as you saw it with 20, you wasted 30 years of your life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I think this, this is, this was a good one. I so. think so. I think so as well. And like to, to just kind of round this out, you know, the people, the people that I believe will really thrive in the coming months and years are the people that, that do secure their own source of water, their own source of food. Uh, you know, they have a gun legally, <laughs> of course. And, uh, you know, they're, they're strengthening bonds within their family within their community and with God. And, and why God? Not because I care. I'm not talking about any particular religious doctrine. I'm talking about your connection to the, the higher power that connects all of us and is within each one of us. That is what allows for faith, the faith to move forward when we don't necessarily know everything, when there's still some uncertainty in the world, but you have an understanding that everything will be okay. And everything that is happening for you is meant to be occurring and it will foster and support your evolution. I, I think that's kind of like the foundational tenets. And you used a, a phrase that I really liked uh, before we started recording, which was heal pain, you know, oh, or, yeah. or uh, maybe you could explain that a little bit and, and, and your perspective on it. Um, I don't know if this is a correct translation, heal pain. What I mean with this is it's like growing, growing pains, right? Or like birthing pains. Yes. Yeah, so it is something that is, in the at the moment it is pain what we coined the phrase it is painful what is pain i mean pain is just um sensors in your body telling you that something's going on so if you if in a car for example you have this the signal going on hey uh, all pressure is not okay you would not say hey this fucking lamp is, is broken no it's not the lamp the lamp is just showing you that something uh is going on so it, it was you who did not fill up the oil in the car and so maybe it's going to maybe it's going to explode, but it was not the fault of the signal. Mm -hmm. So, and, but those pain, this healing pain is something you need right now, but at the moment you can't, you don't have the capacity to say, okay, or most people don't have reached a point where they can say, okay, I don't know what it is good for, but it, it will bring me somewhere. And in the retrospect, uh, uh, retro uh, perspective, then you can say, okay, this was necessary. For it. Let's keep it short and simple. You split up with a girlfriend or a wife or whatsoever. And then you say, oh, no, I'm really down. I love her. I, I will kill myself. And so, but it, will, uh, it, it was a good thing because you split up because it did not work. So, and... Maybe now you don't realize what it was good for, but if you would not have split up with this girlfriend, you would never have met your dream woman or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just to have a really simple uh, example, and um, this is what in a in a bigger picture, what's going on right now is we we are we are squeezed through this bottleneck right now, and. I think not all of us will be will come out of this. Some will be left behind i don't want to be to be rude or something like that or say I agree. but um it is and has always probably been the survival of the fittest and fittest does not always mean that uh physically fitted but also mentally and heel pain survival is of the wisest Oh, yeah, well, then we have we would have to uh, define the term wise, but yeah, uh, I, I, I get I get what you what you want to uh, say. Um, 
So the, the thing is, well, some people are, um, you cannot help everyone, but then ultimately the question arises, maybe if everyone is a part of myself, I'm a part of everyone. And so if I help someone else, I help myself. But um, we live in a world where you say, hey, you must be, you must help others and you do this. And I, I always tell people, no, what, from my perspective, you, first of all, you must be, you, you must act in a positive egoism. So that means, first of all, it's about you. Because when you, and let me explain, um, this, this does not have to do with selfishness. It has to do with, if you don't have enough energy, you cannot help someone else. And it's not, you don't help yourself and someone else when both of you die. So think of that. When you're in an airplane and those masks are dropping down, what do they tell you? First, you put the mask on yourself mm -hmm. to get enough oxygen and because then you're able to help others. So mm -hmm. if you don't put the mask on and you pass out, maybe you pass out the one next uh, ref, uh, <laughs> left hand right to you. So three people die. So when you put it on, you will probably survive if it's due to oxygen and you could save two other lives. So first of all, if you, it is good to give something back and this is really important. But first of all, you must have 120% and then you can think of giving away those 20% because when you are, if your battery is running on 20% and you give away the 20%, so the other person maybe has now 40%, which is not mm -hmm. enough to survive and you have zero. So both of you will end up fucked up. This episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now, we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in, and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrated, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic, and then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD. And the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day. And it even decreases in inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra CBD and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to theveritasfarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T-H-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms CBD. You guys are going to absolutely love it. 
that that's a fantastic analogy. Like I'm seeing, I'm seeing, and I've, I'm guilty of a lot of this myself, but when, you know, when this started and, and I, I kind of smelled BS right away. And I think a lot of people did, especially, you know, listeners to our show. Um, you imagine this plane going down, right. And the oxygen masks drop. And I think what a lot of people were doing is, you know, first they're running around and they're seeing people that aren't putting on their masks and they're going, they're going, the plane's going down. You need to put on your mask. And the people are going, get out of here. You conspiracy theorists. And they're like, no, I'm yeah. just trying to help you. The plane's going, can't you see it? And they're like, get out of here. I'm enjoying my flight. I'm watching my Netflix. I'm on my you know? vacation, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then they're like, they're like, okay, okay. Yeah. Well then at least let me, you know, let me, let me put the masks on, on my family front members and friends, you know, like the strangers don't get it. They're pissed, but my family members and friends will get it. They're trying to put it on them, but it's just like, no, first you put it on. People will see that you can breathe. They'll, they'll get an idea of, and then they'll be able to learn. So it's like, we gotta start with ourselves before other people can be expected to even register uh, what needs to take place and how it's going to impact them. And, and, you know, it, it's like, um, I heard this example, uh, a, a guy gave, um, Owen Benjamin gave this example. He goes, imagine like the, um, he goes like the, 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 the NFL combine for the, the Patriots. Right. He goes, imagine at the combine, you got like a lot of the, a lot of the stars of the team, they're running like a four, two or a four, four, 40. Right. And then there's some people at the combine and they're running like six second forties. Right. The Patriots aren't going, how do we get the people running six second forties to run it faster? You know, they're focusing on the people that are already running the fast forties. And, th- and those are the people that get a lot more energy and attention. Some people are just slower. That's the way the world is, right? If you obsess about trying to get the people who are a little bit slower to run faster, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Focus on yourself and then the people that you're meant to positively impact and influence, you know, they'll start to see you living it and they'll be inspired to do so themselves. Yeah. And so this is where I always encourage people and say, hey, you never know who's looking up to you. So when you're depressed and say, I don't have this, I, I only driving a, in Jimmy calls it's a three year BMW. Then you have a five or seven series and eight. So let's say to drive, uh, drive a, a, a three year a BMW and say, I would drive a fiber. Then you buy a fiber and then you say, ah, I would buy, uh, there's a seven and eight. So this, there will always be someone who is taller, richer, uh, better looking, uh, faster and something like that. So if you compare to this, you will never be happy. So of course you can be a stronger version or a faster version. You let's say if you want to train for speed to due to whatever reason, so maybe it's, you like it, uh, you can get faster, but it will probably never be the fastest, uh, human being on the planet or the plane or the whatsoever it is. So, um, but as you said, Anthony, and I totally agree, so you can all only live your life and be a, a let's say, a role model. So people follow by advice. They don't follow um, when you tell them, do this, do that. But if you, and there's a really funny thing Charles always said is, you cannot believe a virgin sex therapist. So he, he might read the Kama Sutra and tell you, yeah, you got to do this and you put this into that. And so, and then you say, yeah, okay, but he's still a virgin. So what he's going to tell me, he might read thousand times of the Kama Sutra, but, but 
it's not the real deal. Yeah. And there's another analogy that I really like is, is the, you see two pigs and they're eating and they are fenced. And one of the pigs takes its head out of these uh, thing they're eating from. And it says, well, I've wondered if the butcher and the farmer working together and, and he says, okay, shut up and eat yourself. So and, and that, that's the same. So some people cannot be helped. And it, it, I must confess, it makes me angry when, I, when I, we, we get coined at conspiracy theories. But when you say, okay, let's say 10 years ago, when I looked at the sky, I saw something totally different. And you're automatically, ah, blah, blah, blah. We're just trying to help people. We're not saying it's this or it's that. But some people, they cannot be helped, but then they not, come not to saying you. These are all the answers. Just saying like, if, if some things uh, deserve a little bit more inspection. And I, I think where a lot of people cut themselves off as I keep cutting you off unintentionally is maybe I've had a little bit too much coffee today where, where I think a lot of people um, cut themselves off from a lot of opportunity um, to, to, to understand the world better is needing to understand everything. You know, if there's no room yeah. for mystery and we have to have a narrative for everything, um, some things we just don't know yet, right? There, there's a little bit of mystery to them. And if, if that makes you uncomfortable, then you're, you may find yourself seeking out bullshit. And that's what a truth seeker uh, is ultimately about. You, uh, if you want, you will never come to the point, I think, where you know everything because every answer, every question you answer for yourself will ultimately pop up 10 new ones. And yeah, you, and, but this is stay curious. I mean, this is um, just stay curious and you cannot know everything and there's no need to know everything. And when you're the smartest person or human in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. So, uh, but now I got it. Uh, what I wanted to say is people, I can, I don't want to use the word understand, but I can, uh, I can, okay. I can understand why people do not want to be told stuff like that. Maybe they you can empathize be, with it. Um, the thing is, they it is it is like in the movie The Matrix. So um, let's think you're 50 years old, 60, 70, and someone tells you stuff like that. Then you ultimately come to the point where you must realize that maybe a lot of stuff you have you believed in mm -hmm. is wrong or was wrong. So would you um, not rather stick? It's it's in the how this guy who betrays Neo and his friends says, I'd rather eat the steak in the Matrix than eating this um, uh, amino acid um, whatsoever, the glibbery foam they eat in the real world. It was like so, porridge. Yeah, some kind of that. Yeah, so with 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 uh, whatsoever. And he says, no, I want to go back in the Matrix, be famous and stuff like that. So, but um, I don't know why. I'm, I've always been rather a rowdy, rowdy piper in They Live where he puts on his glasses and sees the real world so but i can understand that that it is like a punch in your face when you see what the reality is but we don't know what reality is i i'm totally fine if this is a hyper realistic uh, simulation i don't know maybe a sims game on the playstation 15 i don't know mm -hmm. so uh, <laughs> who yeah. knows yeah
Right. Um, you are an inventor and you've, you've created something really cool. It's not often in the health and fitness and biohacking world that there's something that I not only haven't seen, but haven't used myself. Um, tell us a little bit about what you invented, why you invented it and how it works. Okay, you're probably referring to the bamboo bench I invented. So it is not made of bamboo. It's just the name because I like the, the metaphor of a bamboo because it's a rigid yet flexible at the same time. It is a device. You can Google that and you um, um, will see pictures of it, but I will describe it if you only hear it now by audio. It is think of kind of a... Uh, do you know those pool noodles? You can swim in the pool? Yeah. So it's it's something similar to that, but it's the structure is like a U that's standing on its hand. And um, you can attach it with Velcro straps, so it's one meter long. And um, you can attach it to pretty much any bench so <clears throat> or machine it doesn't matter if it's inclined decline flat or whatsoever and the problem is when you are performing bench presses so and you are lying on a device or machine your um, shoulder blades uh, are blocked so and this will lead to a um, biomechanically disadvantage because you have a rotate the cuff and the um, the joint the shoulder joint has a, a really great range of motion but to have to enable that great range of motion it is the joint is secured through ligaments mostly and muscles so it is um, the um, the socket is literally it is too small for the head of your um, upper arm bone to keep it simple. So and when the the in your um, what's it called in English the um, subacromial room is very very tight and narrow. So and there it has to fit in a lot of things. So it's tendons, ligaments, bursar and stuff like that. So and it's actually the from your supraspinatus. It's one of the muscles of your rotator cuff. You can type that in and you see pictures of that uh, goes through this and then you have the tendon of your long biceps head and it's so narrow that when you're performing bench presses and you have a an abduction of your arm and then you're pressing doesn't matter if it's a closed chain or an open chain with dumbbells or uh, barbells um, you cause friction and this will sooner or later depending on 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 the load and the frequency you're training with to um problems, pathologies like uh, the infamous impingement syndrome, frozen shoulder where you have problems in an abduction um, between 60 and 120 degrees and with lateral raises, overhead pressing and stuff like that. So, and the bamboo bench, what it does, it narrows down the space you're lying on, so uh, which ultimately makes it more challenging for your um, central nervous system because the perturbation or the, the, the um, is greater. And, but you get used to it. So the drop off using a bamboo bench is not that high to a used um, athlete who is used to train with instabilities like an earthquake bar or stuff like that. So the drop off is maybe 10 kilos. So this would be, I don't know, 20 pounds or something like that. Um, 
So, and what it does, it is narrows the space down. You have free or free, more freely moving uh, shoulder blades. Then you have a greater range of motion, which could recruit more muscle fibers depending uh, on your flexibility and on the, 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 the width of your um, clavicula and stuff like that. So to, due to your anatomical structure. And it's a new challenge for central nervous system, as I mentioned before. Um, yeah. So in a, to make a long story short. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a fascinating piece of technology. And like I've done, um, I mean, what, what excites me about it is like, I've done certain types of training where if I'm doing say like a dumbbell, uh, dumbbell bench press where I'll take, um, I'll only use, let's say I'm working like my, my right pectoral, I'll mm -hmm. move most of my body off the right side of the bench. So mm -hmm. like the, the right edge of the bench is, is pretty much aligned with my spine. And then I have the dumbbell in my right hand, but then I need to engage my core and my legs to maintain that stability. And, um, but I can only do one side at a time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's a fun exercise, but in a world where we're increasingly, uh, busy and, you yeah. know, we have, especially if you, if you get into a, a daily routine that involves stress management and adequate Correct. sleep and food. Um, and it seems like what the, the bamboo bench, one of the benefits, um, beyond just helping people with frozen shoulder is that it, it would allow me to do that type of training, but I can do both sides at the same time, effectively achieving a similar benefit and, and CNS stimulus in half the time. Is that accurate? I, I don't know if it's half the time, um, um, to be fair, but it's, yes, it's, it's a Pareto principle approach. So the most bang for your buck where you say, okay, I want to perform flat bench presses or on the machine, but I want to have the same um, innate biological and biomechanical structure that you have, for example, doing flies on the cable pulley or dips or push-ups. That's how it's meant to be because when you when you perform an abduction of your arm, it's not only your rotator cuff that's working, but it is also your scapula, your shoulder blade, and they are working in a specific natural manner. So that means the first 30 degrees of abduction is mostly um, scapular movement and then it's rotator cuff. But if it's not working properly, misaligned due to adhesions or restricted range of motion or and or blocked um, parts of your of those structures who should initiate the abduction of an arm. Um, yeah, it, it is, let's say, suboptimal. Yeah. And yeah, and it could lead to uh, um, pathologies. And if you talk to bodybuilders, powerlifters, it could. And even weekend warriors who, who perform bench press more than, let's say, twice a week, um, they all suffer to some kind of this, those pathologies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who, who are the people um, that end up getting the, that, that end up investing in the bamboo bench most often? Is it, is it people with frozen shoulder? Is it bodybuilders? Who are the folks that typically pull out their wallet and invest? Mm -hmm. Okay, now the um, I don't sell it myself anymore. I'm still the owner of the uh, uh, um, patent, but I have a company. Uh, I have companies around the world who sell it for me. So um, 
It is, as I said, everyone. So we, uh, due to that fact, uh, it is the price is 99 euros. So I don't know, this is maybe a hundred bucks or something like that in, in dollar. So it's an affordable price. So we could bring the price down so everybody could buy it. So it's literally the the weekend warrior who just wants to have a better feeling because uh, he says, well, I, I know I don't have pathology yet. Uh, I don't know what a pathology in the shoulder looks like. I just want to have a nicer performance. Then it's, of course, people who strength and conditioning coaches um, uh, got get to know from courses from Charles, for example. And this is how it all started and how it spread uh, like a virus. And um, the, yeah, so there's no limitation. You, But it, let's say when you are a professional powerlifter, you can... You have to train sports specific. So when you're going to a to a meet, how they call it, um, you have to bench in a certain way with a certain arch and uh, and so on. So you could not use it on a competition day, but you can use it in an let's say for example accumulation phase where you lower the load. So you go uh, the intensity goes down and the volume goes up. So you more when you do. A periodization of wave loading, for example, um, you're in accumulation phase in the hypertrophy phase. So it can literally be used by everyone. So someone who wants is in a prehabilitation or in a rehabilitation phase. Let's say you you already had a torn um, supraspinatus or other muscles of the rotator cuff, then you can use it because you can uh, use lighter loads and learn new movement patterns in your brain. So you build up new or old um, connections new, uh, from your um, central nervous system to the motor unit, which is actually the smallest unit, functional unit. So that means you can tell the muscle, hello, I'm the nerve, I'm your dendrit, and uh, this is, let's say, 10 muscle fibers, number one, and 10, uh, one, two, three, up to 10, you all have to fire now. That's what it what it's called in terms of, and what wires together, fires together. So in a prehabilitation phase, there's a trauma that was created to a car accident or whatsoever. And then you have to, to tell the brain, okay, now it is safe to move the arm in this angle with this load, and there will no be will no harm or cure. So you have to retrain your brain that is safe to do these move, uh, movements. Very cool. I'm I'm always impressed at uh, individuals such as yourself who like. I mean, German is your first language. Yeah, correct. German's your first language. English second language. Yeah. And your uh, vocabulary is very impressive. Especially, I mean, it, it blows me away. Like I can, I can barely get by in Mexico with my Spanish and, and you're talking about like uh, the erector spinet and, and, and all these uh, very, um, you know. Well, uh, le- well, thank you, first of all. And um, I also speak some other languages, but um, the point is. <laughs> now I'm you're just showing to- off. Ah no, yo hablo un poco de español también, je parle un poco de français and so on. And um, but the you're, point you're no is, dummy. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it, actually, for me, it is a, it's a, it's a gift and it's a curse for me. And um, because 
Yeah. Okay. Let's skip that. Uh, the thing is, why I'm using those terms is not to uh, accumulate uh, um, those terms to sound intelligent, but I'm using those terms because then people can type it into a search engine and then can look themselves. So I'm I'm using an international. Um, language of special terms. In this case, it is sports-specific terms and sports science. So people don't have to believe me. They can look up what is a rotator cuff, what is a supraspinatus. They don't have to know it and to understand to 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 get the whole thing, but they can look it up. So they can say, okay, uh, what pearls of wisdom is he dropping there? Yeah, it's just vocabulary. And, and knowledge does not have to do anything with intelligence from my point of uh, um, view. Yeah, uh, I, think, uh, I think our listeners very much appreciate you doing that. And there's, uh, there's a lot of, of wisdom bombs in this episode so far. Um, I want to give them one more if you're up for it. Uh, yeah, sure. we talked about one of the diagnostic tools that, uh, that you've utilized and that is utilized by, uh, Dr. Diedrich Klingart and, and mm -hmm. a number of other people that involves, um, spectra photometry. Is that mm -hmm. the proper terminology? Can you Correct. explain a little bit about that technology and how you use it as a diagnostic tool to, uh, to, to then sort of, um, you know, obviously diagnose, but then also to track and monitor progress over time. Mm -hmm. What is it? Okay. How does it work? How do you use it? Okay, first of all, I have to say I'm what in Germany is called Heilpraktiker, which means literally translated would be heal practitioner. This is, I mean, a uh, something like in 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 English or in in America is like a complementary or alternative medicine practitioner that means it is something like a medical doctor but so i'm allowed to diagnose and treat diseases with restrictions and i can do um invasive stuff like uh, injections or infusions and stuff like that. so and um, this is my background so um I use a device called uh, oligoscan and now it's called uh, so check so backslash check and it uses a technology, it's a non-invasive technology where you get a super fast uh, overview over your body. It tests, um, um, so by the way, I'm not involved in the company. I'm just uh, explaining the, uh, the device because I'm using it. So um, it tests the 15 most important um, heavy and light metals. So for example, uh, a light metal would be something like aluminum. And it tests the 21 most important minerals in your body. So, and then you get ratios and it tests uh, vitamins, um, some B vitamins, vitamin D, uh, D, A, K, K, and E. So um, you get a pretty fast, non-invasive overview over your intoxication of heavy metals. And then you have a range where you see, okay, you uh, um, how much of lead, how much of, what's it called in English, mercury, how much um, aluminum whatsoever you have. And then you have on the other side, you have your mineral over your, I can show you. So this is, this is maybe just people have an, I don't know if you can see this. So you get an overview, uh, 
Oh yeah. Okay. So and this is uh, okay. So, so this starts with the. This is my intoxication, and there you can see, for example, I have a lot of aluminium in me. I love a silver. What we have here: a bismuth, cadmium, a quicksilver is mercury, and blue is lead. So you you have that range, and it tells you the the fifteen most um. Uh, um yeah, important toxins, and then you see the same with the minerals. It looks a bit different. You have the most, uh, well, this is, it starts with, well, calcium is calcium, magnesium, phosphor, silicium, natrium, uh, potassium is natrium. Um, then you have copper, zinc, chromium, yod is iodine, selenium, and so on. And then you have a, uh, this would be, zero then you have an optimal range and then you see what your are uh what is your deficiencies and ah. and what is too much and then you can say see for example when you give recommendations to um people who are looking for um yeah um uh, food uh, um so you can address you can address vitamin and mineral deficiencies. You can uh, address heavy and light metal toxicities. Correct. One of the things that this is, I mean, you may have already uh, noticed this, but this is interesting to me because uh, aluminum is is a challenging metal to detoxify for for many people. And um, one of the ways that that it can be detoxified from the body is is silica. And correct. I noticed in, in yours, just at a quick glance while you were sharing yes. with me, that aluminum Correct. was high and silica yes. was low. Correct. So um, there you can see and you can tell people, okay, you have uh, this in your body. And because the body and the, the another important thing is you must. So it's not that easy. You can. This is an overview and you can tell people. But what you do not know if if someone is a good or a bad detoxifier. So mm -hmm. you could have intoxication, but let's say you have, have a, a very good ex, uh, um, your genes are expromised mm -hmm. of uh, glutathione S-transferase, which is a, uh, glutathione is, is a cascade in the body, but is gl the, the glutathione S-transferase. So the suffix, if suff if the, if something ends with S A S E, it is always an enzyme. So, mm. glutathione S transferase is the enzyme that breaks down toxins. It, your endogenous, um, one of the most important endogenous um, enzymes, or to be actually, it's a whole cascade that breaks down toxins uh, from the liver. So, for example. You know people who are doing sport, who are eating healthy and and are wealthy, and then at 60 they get cancer. And people say, hey, look at that uh, moron. He was always promoting his uh, Jack LaLanne power juicing stuff and so and He was living in a healthy lifestyle and he still got cancer. So this is maybe due to the fact that this person or human like me, for example, is a rather bad detoxifier. So I have... Uh, uh, hardly an exprim, uh, expressed genes of glutathione S transferase. That means I'm a bad detoxifier. So I must do a lot of stuff to get 
everything that is or has accumulated over decades in um, to get rid of it. So I grew up in a in a time where there was still lead in the gasoline, and so it, and if it's in your in your body, it if you stop your intoxication, it does not disappear. So there's something called a half life, and when you have uh, I think cadmium, for example, has a half life up to 30 years. 10 to 30 years. So that means if you're a good detoxifier after 30 years, <laughs> you got rid of the half of the stuff. So uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff like coffee animals and stuff like that. I was to just going to ask uh, you. Uh, yeah. To get taking uh, N-acetylcysteine, maybe some glutathione suppositories or even nebulizing glutathione. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the question is if you take the whole glutathione, if the body can absorb it this way, but, um, luckily I, I can use, uh, infusions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, the thing is when I test the patient who comes to, to my practice, I can say, okay, this is in your, um, this is in you and, uh, maybe think of some, um, uh, chelate therapy. So, Uh, you're familiar with the concept of phthalate therapy? Chelation therapy? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Uh, we use with a lot of our coaching clients, we'll use certain uh, ETDA suppositories. Yeah. Sometimes we'll, yeah. we'll use oral DMSA as well. So EDTA, for example, is uh, a good detoxifier for cadmium. So, but the, um, well, for people who don't know, chelate is the Greek term for um, if you have a cancer, the animal and has uh, mm. is yeah, cancer. Like, so uh, the, yeah. this is the term uh, for it. A crab. And so a crab, but it, the hands of a crab. The pinchers. Uh, uh, it, the pinchers. The pinchers. Okay, <laughs> pinchers. So uh, are called chelate in Greek, in old Greek, and so it means you have a, a you have a heavy metal like aluminum, then you lose a, or, or cadmium whatsoever, then you use a chelate, uh, which is, uh, it, it binds it and then it makes it soluble so you can uh, uh, pee it out over, it makes it, uh, um, it, it is water soluble. Then you mm -hmm. can, um, over your um, kidney tract you can, or urine tract you can flush it out. And then you can actually test it by a provocation, a urine provocation test, it's called. And then you can see if the chelate therapy worked. Um, yeah. Do you, so, have, do you see a connection or a correlation between what comes up in a urine provocation test and what comes up using the the spectra photometry with the with the so check machine? Yes. So and this is what gives me the valid validity and the reliability because if I test you five times, um, it should be more or less the same. Right. Um, That's, the same I was curious thing. about that. Yeah. So and and the funny thing is, I had a patient who has been working in one of the city's off, uh, um, uh, offices buildings, and they shut those this building down because there was mold and there was uh, uh, an, a shitload of toxins floating around there. And and we're talking about some things that the range was up to two, and some levels were over a thousand. So not not a really a real big intoxication. And the funny thing is, I said, hey, bring me this. Uh, uh, testing result, which was done by a independent laboratory, and guess what? Every, almost everything they tested, every everything they tested correlated with the intoxication of heavy metals with this client I tested. So, and they, he he all 
so had uh, other high levels, but they did not test, for example, for aluminium. But I, I would bet that is. And, and this and was so correlates. this was with the, this was with the Sochuk machine. Yeah. Ah, so this is a lot of practitioners that are listening to this. Maybe uh, if you're not familiar with the Sochuk machine, it may be something worth checking out. Is it expensive? Uh, it is. So again, I'm not involved in this company. It, right. I, I paid 3,600 euros for the device and you have to pay for, I myself have to pay for every test I run with the client. But think of that. It is again, a Pareto principle. I can draw blood. Yes. But then you have to come. I have to draw blood. I have to take the blood, send the blood to the laboratory. Then it's highly questionable um, what the lab tests because when the lab says the same with vitamin D, they, they test from 20 to 80. They say, oh, you're 21, for example, you're good. Yeah, but you're not. So, um, and then um, it takes time. It is invasive if you do it with kids, kids do not like it lots of people don't like it and so okay maybe the sochek when you think of when you correlate with blood testing it is maybe not a hundred percent accurate maybe it's 98 percent correlation but it's faster it's non-invasive it's i have the result within 10 seconds yeah and yeah this makes it for me uh, convenient. Let's call it this way. Um, Very interesting. I'm I'm curious to check it out and maybe have a test done or possibly even get one. And and you saying that, um, I mean, obviously I, I have a, a lot of confidence in your processes and and diagnostic tools. And then it also being used by Dr. Diedrich Klingart is uh, only increases my confidence in its, uh, <laughs> in its efficacy and reliability. Um, I mean, this has been fantastic. I, I, I want to be respectful of your time. I feel like we may need to do a part two if people enjoy, uh, you know, some of the tangents that we explored. Um, is there anything else that like you really feel like it's important for our listeners to hear right now or that you'd like to kind of put out into the world? Well, okay. If it was only one thing, I would say uh, start questioning everything. And I mean, with everything, I mean everything. And mm -hmm. uh, for the other things, uh, it was uh, this, like Paul Check says, this wonderful dance we performed right now. Uh, it was really, really cool. and really enjoyed the conversation with you. And I'm, I'm happy yeah, to likewise. go... Uh, go for a um, for another round. So because there's so much yeah. more things I use, frequency specific microcurrents stuff like we can talk for so many hours. And um, if people like it, um, why not? I'm I'm happy to go for round two. I am I am as well. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, guys, if you if you enjoyed it, uh, reach out to to Burned and let him know. Um, let me know. And uh, if there if there's other amazing guests, you know that you that you'd like uh, to have on the Biohacking Secrets Show, please don't hesitate to uh, DM me on Instagram. Burned, where's uh where's the best place for people to stay up to date with all the cool things that you're working on and stuff you have coming out? Mm -hmm. Okay, you can go to my main website. This is uh, just my name, B-I-R-N-D minus, and then it's, it is S-T-O-E-S-S-L-E-I-N.de. So and there you can go to a fitness blog and there you can click on English and there are... Um, uh, well, there are over 150 articles and more and more English stuff I write, I write and uh, my articles are um, 
two and a half thousand words so it's uh, a lot of stuff to dig into it but you can also just google me and or or not google use a search engine of your uh yeah you like and stop uh, using google stop using google <laughs> and use Thor browser or, or or DuckDuckGo or whatsoever and or instagram yeah you, this is the same name you can you can find me or you can find me on facebook actually i'm not a big fan of social media but i have youtube i have facebook and i have instagram i'm i'm, I'm moving I'm not, away from it as well um I'm, is, is it b-e-r-n-d or b-i-r-n-d uh, uh b-i-r-n-d so uh, b like in uh e it's an so e. The, it's an it's, e. So it's, in, it's, in, in, say, it's 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 switched. In I got you. I got you. So, I, I, in, so uh, I was scratching uh, out, and I was like, I was like, there's no way he wrote his. He misspelled his own name. So no. it's in, in English: B E R N D S T O E S S L E I N. Yeah. But the, the A B C D E A B C D E. Yeah. Okay. So E. No, but it is E. Your E. The the. Yeah is yeah. e in german yeah, e. so, but but our e is your i so, ah uh, that's it then and there we have it. it it's it's confusing so uh, well this has been a, a, an awesome conversation you dropped you dropped a lot of uh knowledge bombs and uh hopefully people made it made it through our uh earth is not a spinning ball in space <laughs> portion at the beginning to get to to get to yeah. some of those uh golden nuggets towards the end um yeah burn Pleasure having you on, brother. We're, we're going to have to do it again. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for inviting thank me. You. And thanks for the listeners and watch, uh, and um, yeah, viewers. And I uh, wish you an energetic time. And yeah. Likewise, brother. Guys, if you got value from this episode, uh, please share it with your friends, family members, and coworkers. And uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to the Biohacking Secrets Show. Thank you so much, Burn. Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful day. What's up, guys? Anthony here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all-day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one -on -one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like 
MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. 